0: Welcome to another episode of the Gridcoin Fireside here on the Gridcoin Discord server. Today is December 11th, 2020, and we're going to be doing part two of the uh, question, should Gridcoin pay developers? This all stems from a Reddit post. I'll throw it in the chat here for folks who haven't read it. uh, And it will be in the description to this episode, if I remember to put it there. Note to self, put it in there. Uh, Before we do that, I'm thinking of news right now. I don't think there's much news. There's still that poll going on. Um, was set up by Sai, who is a core developer, who is one of the people who should be paid, essentially, for the Fern update. Uh, and this poll is an opinion poll asking people's opinion on whether or not we should fold the Folding at Home network into the Gridcoin network. Or Folding at Home platform, whatever the hell it is, into the Gridcoin network. So Folding at Home, for folks who don't know, is a distributed community Platform. I don't like that term. It's something else. Uh, but it does protein folding. It is the largest supercomputer in the world by a large, a, a huge amount. Um, and it to to reward we we as Gridcoin could reward for people who contribute computation cycles to folding at home. Side uh, things fairly easily. We would just have to build an adapter for their credit system and essentially uh, convert credits into mag- they're folding at home into uh, magnitude and side things. He knows how to do it fairly straightforward, but he doesn't want to put in the effort without uh, a fairly uh, confident without confidence that it will be accepted. The code will be accepted by the gridcoin network and it won't fork the freaking coin, right? Uh, so. Vote on that until the end of December, I think December 31st. Uh, if you want to know my opinion, my opinion is hell yeah. But we had a whole we had a whole episode on this, I think two or three weeks ago. Uh, check it out at gridcoin.science. The episode is called Folding the Folding at Home <laughs> Platform into the Gridcoin Network or something like that. <laughs> uh it, and you'll hear a whole bunch more details several other opinions there i don't think there are any negative opinions from the core contributors most people are like yeah this is a really good idea why why the hell wouldn't we um but there are people who said who brought up some some negatives that we respond to um otherwise things are still chugging along i hope everyone's enjoying you know the the bull market etc it's still fairly slow but you know also be excited because cryptocurrency is beginning to be adopted mainstream oh my god how exciting uh we're changing the world guys it's not magic it's not magic internet well it is magic internet money but it's not you know relegated to nevada (laughs) i I hope my u.s friends get that (laughs) anyone not in the u.s might not understand that joke anyway uh i guess we'll let's just break into it uh i do want to highlight a couple things that we sort of Jim mentioned last week and we sort of glossed over uh, for this discussion on how we should fund development for Gridcoin because I think the consensus is yes we should fund development for Gridcoin so we'll move forward with that assumption but uh, there is still there is a mechanism by which developers can get paid it's $30 or $35 an hour and all they need to do is invoice their work and the uh, holders of the multi-signature foundation wallet will verify that the person did the work, that it's good work, we're using the work, and it's a reasonable amount of hours for that amount of work, so that's just, people like jim it's jim rayvon ifogs whatever people who understand development work will look over the work and be like yeah this this should have taken 20 hours and they did it in about 20 hours they're not billing like 80 hours for something that should have taken like average an average developer like 20 hours sort of thing uh and these people jim runs uh, one of the largest um a very very large company in the u.s he is very equipped to handle this, and Raven, iFogs, they all understand the uh, code base very well, so I trust them in this. Uh, you don't have to, but it's the way it works, so go with it. Uh, so, there is a mechanism by which Gridcoin can pay development work. The issue is that the core developers have not invoiced uh, for development in a very long time, them mostly being Jim and Sai, because they fear uh, they would drain the foundation wallet, and they don't want to do that. Robotic Mind points out that you can see hashtag compensation, the channel compensation in this Discord if you want to see developers asking for money. I think sometimes they ask for money for running the side staking nodes uh, because they use Amazon Web Services for that largely. Uh, And and that's a really side staking, or not side staking, the um, scraper nodes, the Oracle nodes. Um, And and those are really uh, interesting technical um, innovation that Gridcoin has developed and I, I'm looking forward to fireside episodes where we start talking about the technical innovation and the science and, and, and benefiting science and changing the world, decentralized system and science, et cetera. But we really need to get this sort of um, housekeeping out of the way. How are we going to fund development moving forward? I also forgot to mention that you can join us every Friday at 3.30 p.m. on the Gridcoin Network Discord server. If you want to participate in the conversation, we got a good number of folks in the chat here. Uh, you can use your mic, as I'm sure Chocolate will cut me off at some point to, to talk about things in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so so goblin will cut me off too you guys are uh welcome to join the voice chat text chat you just need to cut me off or raise your hand in the in the text chat if you really want to be polite so that we can sort of make things keep things a little smooth uh in terms of the
1: recording i personally like to prioritize polite people so a lot of people are like oh if you're not if you're not forcing your way through you're never going to get hurt it's like no if you're being super polite i will specifically go out of my way to make sure your 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 comment is 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 heard unless unless you're like Jay Ringo trying to be polite, and then it's, you know, it's whatever, but, um, uh, I apologize. I was a little late, but did we talk at all about CentOS or anything?
0: No, we're not going to. What the hell? This is, this is what I'm talking about, though. He just comes in, so he's talking about CentOS. Jeez, not even the topic, man. I don't know. What's the topic for today? Cut
1: this out. What is the topic? <laughs> Should we pay
2: developers? Uh,
1: so hold if on. If I'm a developer, yes. Yeah. If not, then no. So no.
0: as I was as I was saying,
1: there is a mechanism
0: to get back on track here. There is a mechanism by which we can pay developers. The problem is those core developers have not asked for payment. All right. This payment concept is tied into to the whale problem. We're going to try and not talk about the whale problem, but we are going to understand that they are. Uh, they are linked. And if there is a way to solve both problems at the same time, if that is an option, we should do that. Um, But today is about how to fund development. Now, there are a couple standard ways before we start opening up the discussion. I would also like to highlight that there are a couple standard ways you can get funding for open source development. You can go the route of finding Uh, organizations that fund open source software and asking for funding. In fact, in this post, the original Reddit post, the OP actually highlights a couple other coins that go about this, go through this route to get funding. Uh, We could do that and we should do that. Uh, With that route, um, first of all, it probably can't fund everything. Uh, it also is limited because you have to fund a central entity. So with that route, you generally need an organization or a nonprofit, which may or may not be in the works, to to go there so that you can go to the organization and say, you're giving money to this entity who will then use it to fulfill uh, its goals. Uh, it's very hard to get those in decentralized ways uh, it, through traditional um, organizations that fund open source development. Uh, but we should... Uh, work towards that, because I think that is a very, very uh, reasonable path to funding. Uh, the There are also decentralized ways, to, decentralized ways to do that. There are things like Gitcoin, uh, where you, um, they basically do what I just described, except in Web 3.0 technology, the, the Web 3.0 world. So uh, they use quadratic funding, and you know, magic, they use crypto magic. Uh, but basically, you can pitch a proposal and then get funded as a developer, not as an entity. You can do it as an entity as well. Um, now, uh, the the problem with doing it as an entity, uh, with, with just funding entities in general, uh, let's rephrase this. The problem with building an entity that funds development of Gridcoin or of anything is that the development will end up going only in the direction that that entity wants. You can see that with Blockstream and Bitcoin. You can see that with all the uh, the old, I don't even remember their names anymore, to be honest, the older uh, Bitcoin organizations and nonprofits that developed Bitcoin code. The really great developments came out of um, independent development, independent developers, not organizations. Organizations have goals. They have wants and needs, and they will develop in that direction. Fuck everyone else. So it's important that... While you can have organizations and entities funding development, that you also have independent development, that independent independent developers that can access funding, equal amounts of funding to the organizations. While a nonprofit might be able to go to like NSF and say, "Give me money to develop this thing," uh, it's going to be harder for an independent developer to do that. But an independent developer, we might develop a a mechanism by which an independent developer gets the same amount of money as that organization who has access to NSF. Uh, And that would be great. You have a decentralized funding, uh, decentralized development uh, infrastructure, where it's entities and independent developers working side by side. Um, So... I think that's everything I wanted to squeeze in from last episode, that I just want to make sure it's clear there are traditional ways to get funding that we should go about, that we should seek. Uh, And there are also a current way to fund development. So if you are a developer thinking of contributing to Gridcoin, uh, I'm pretty sure if you invoice, you're going to get paid. In fact, I am certain that if you invoice, you will get paid, particularly because we want new developers to come in. But this is a problem we need to solve. Uh, we're going to have to um, clear, deal with the issue of what what's going to happen with the foundation coins or with the foundation once we run out of coins to distribute. All right, that said, I know there are some folks here with thoughts uh, before we get into what I really hope we talk about, which is the side staking uh, concept we were talking about last week. Sorry, before we get into other people's thoughts, uh, I wanted to highlight what side staking was for those who don't know. Uh side staking is another innovation not developed by Gridcoin, developed by this uh, coin and community called PinkCoin, uh, which uh, works towards uh, philanthropic uh, endeavors in the blockchain space. However, we, we have a pretty good relationship with PinkCoin, uh, we being GridCoin, and uh, we ported that technology from their blockchain into ours because it's a really good technology, <laughs> it's a good idea. Uh, essentially, side staking says, every time I earn GRC, I'm gonna send a little bit of it automatically to a wallet I put into uh, my config. Uh, so I tell the wallet what my side staking addresses are that I wanna send GRC to and what percentage of my reward I wanna to send to those those addresses and the wallet does it automatically for me. It's a, this also exists in traditional systems. Um, you you can donate to large entities just automatically out of your paycheck uh, and you get tax deductions for that and whatnot. So this is just, a. Uh, uh, Better way to do that, right? Because it uses blockchain. <laughs> Not to say that all blockchain solutions are better solutions, but this one happens to be. Um, so with side staking, uh, essentially we give 10 GRC to people who stake a block plus any earned research rewards they have waiting for them. So with side staking, if I get 100 reward, 100 GRC in my rewards when I when I stake a block, uh, and I have 10% of that going uh, assigned to the foundation address. 10 GRC are going to go to the foundation address. I'll get 90 GRC into my wallet. Uh, that is how side staking works. There's this concept I floated around several, called several, um, several times, I guess, I don't know, called verified side staking addresses. It's where an entity would come into the space, verify that they are who they are, that they do what they do, and what they say they do, and are not uh, uh, dickheads, essentially. And they can get assigned the role Excuse of me. <laughs> verified this site is a family interest.
1: Christian channel so, so if you could yeah
0: so an example of this would be a boink project coming in and saying this is my project's GRC address. Any GRC that goes to this address is going to be used for these purposes, server costs, marketing, uh, infrastructure development, something like that, application development. Uh, can you please put this in the in the client as a verified address? And then anyone who side stakes, who wants to donate somewhere would be able to see these verified addresses just in their client and say, oh, I want to donate to YoYo at Home. Great, click it. That's now in your side staking in your in your 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 client your wallet essentially. It's it'll do it automatically. You could also add unverified side staking addresses. So if like I have a kid who's off to college, and I want to give them a stipend every month, I would uh, put take their address that they give me and also and just plop that in. It wouldn't be on the verified list. It would just be an address I throw in. My kid gets ten GRC a month. And you know, that ain't shit right now, but who knows, maybe GRC <laughs> that will be one day. Um Dude, your language. So that is what side staking is and uh yeah, we'll go from there. Now the the tax so, system so we on, were talking about include side staking and I have a thank question. you. Go ahead.
1: Okay. There we go. It's just So ideas around uh, a UI. So I I know there is some little bit of configuration in the the wallet, but um, I know you can do it via, um, I know you can do it via, uh, yeah, you can do it via command line, excuse me. But I mean, what about, what about um, just an actual UI aspect to configure that kind of stuff?
0: So we're not going to talk about that today because the whole point, the whole reason I brought up side staking is because the, Idea we were tossing around last week is that the um, quote unquote tax system that we were talking about would involve side staking. So, someone would be forced to side stake a portion of their earnings uh, every time they receive those earnings. So, if I stake a block, I would have to side stake one or two GRC of that block reward. uh, And maybe half, maybe if I have to side stake two of those GRC, one GRC is delegated, relegated by the protocol to a development fund. Uh, and the other GRC, I can choose from a list of verified side staking addresses where it goes. Uh, so side staking would be a tool to fund development, among other things like science and, and whatnot. Uh, I think, yes, we should definitely uh, develop the, the UI for side staking, but uh, that is a conversation for another day. Uh, if there are any questions about how we would use it to fund development though or any other thoughts on funding development now is the time otherwise i will talk about uh the that tax system a little more
3: i have a quick question this is kind of going to the past but um how exactly did the uh foundation wallet get its initial balance sure so
0: uh Gridcoin was started in 2013 through a proof of work bootstrap era that era lasted one year after that it transitioned the, the dark times it we transitioned yeah. into proof of stake, which is just another consensus model for securing a blockchain. Uh proof of stake is based on balance. Proof of work is based on computation cycles contributed to the network. Uh when that bootstrap when, when the proof of work uh blockchain transitioned to a proof of stake blockchain, the way it did it is um anyone with GRC could claim GRC in the Genesis block of the new blockchain. So if I had 1,000 GRC in October 1st, 2013, as we were transitioning into a proof of stake blockchain. And I said, I would like to Here are my 1,000 GRC earned through proof of work. I'm going to claim them in this new blockchain. Uh, Then I would, in the first block of the, it wasn't actually the first block, but essentially the first block of the new blockchain, uh, I would start with 1,000 GRC. I would get that in my wallet. Uh, So, that claim process lasted over many, many months. It was either six or nine. It was a good amount of time. So there was enough time for anyone active in the network. And again, this is 2013 14. There weren't many people in the crypto space. So if you were active and paying attention, uh, you deserved to get it. But there were 30 million unclaimed GRC. Some of it was unclaimed on purpose. Uh, I uh, surrendered quite a bit of GRC. Uh, personally, I know there are other people who just like, I will give it to the foundation. because what was said was any unclaimed grc is going in going to go into a community run wallet uh and that wallet is now called the foundation so there were about 30 to 40 million unclaimed grc that jump-started the foundation wallet all right Nifty. thank you for the history lesson absolutely uh chocolate do you have anything you want to bring up uh you have get them a like
1: time time limit first
2: um, I mean, I mean, just the kind of regular spiel that there was around 340 million good uh, coin minted in that first year. Uh, since then, we've been... Uh, right now, we're minting around 14 million. I think it might have been a bit more than that before we switched protocols um, to proof of stake. Uh, not proof of stake, I'm sorry. When we switched to constant block rewards. Uh, but it's for roughly around 14 million every year since... Uh, uh, the fork and uh, basically it'll take you know base over 20 years uh, to mint um, the same amount of coins that were minted in that first year and so whoever got there in the beginning um, basically has the most squid coin arguably it's we don't know the exact numbers they could still very well have over half of it um, and uh, uh, I'll I'll leave it there. I think this this ties in a lot with um, funding developers, um, and I have some interesting ideas about how to how to deal with that. But if, those uh,
0: are what I'll, I'm interested in.
2: Oh well, I mean, so last week after the Gridcoin ended, I mean this idea just popped into my head about how we could potentially um, uh, solve this kind of uh, kind of wealth inequality funding developers problem.
1: Are you going to hint at a and- tax?
2: Um, let him talk let without let him interrupting, talk please. Um, so uh, basically, um, here is one proposal that I came up with, um, it, and so effectively, I should say I'll, I'll be upfront about what what I believe about this. I mean, the 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 fact that everybody who was there in the first year had 340 million, and we're only minting 14 million after that. That's really it's not only kind of unfair, but it's also um, seriously prevents. Uh, the development of the coin in the long term. Uh, we need to pay developers. We need to be able to pay for outreach. We need to What's pay for solution? advertisement. We need to pay for a lot of things. So here's one solution that came to, that came to my mind. Um, basically, so it's important to understand how the um, original shift worked. I think Javengo just explained it, but I'll explain it a bit more in depth. Uh, Javengo, correct me if I'm wrong, but basically, when they switched from in the, after that first year, when they switched. They sent all of their coins to some address, and then they got those coins back, right? And then, they so it was effectively, they burned the coins, and then they got coins back. Um, and then everything that wasn't claimed was converted to the foundation. Am I getting that right? More or less, yeah. Okay. So here is a way to um, uh, fix, uh, here, here, here's a way to to solve that original distribution issue. So just for, uh, I'm going to give some real numbers. Uh, So for simplicity, we have a a 400 million grid coin, 440 million grid coin. Let's just assume it's 400 million for simplicity. Um, Now let's say, so basically here's one thing we can do. We could have a a fork very similar to the one that we had after that first year, where basically you send your coins to be burned and in return you get 75% uh, of what you sent back. Right, so, for every grid coin you send, you get 0.75, 0.75 grid coin back. And that other 25%, uh, we can, uh, so that's a h- that would be 100 million grid coin, right? In the simplified scenario where we had 400 million grid coin total. And this would be, by the way, this would be universal, right? So, this cannot be cheated. Uh, this is very important. So, this this is not uh, something that can be gained. Um, so, we bas- you basically send it, you get 75% back. Now, what happens with that other 25%, which would be a hundred million grid. There's a few, there's two main things that I think should be done with it. Part of it uh, should go to the foundation so that we can fund for development and other things. And part of it should go to um, increasing uh, block rewards and research rewards. So... Um, we have a, an extra 100 million Gridcoin. Currently, we're minting around 14 million Gridcoin. So, uh, roughly, uh, we're going to have seven times uh, after we had have, have this 100 million Gridcoin uh, to to do something with. Um, we have uh, seven times what we mint in a year, roughly. Right. So, seven times 14 is 98. Right. Okay. So, um, I should also point out, by the way, that when we burn these coins, it doesn't necessarily mean that we just have 100 million Bitcoin lying around although that is a possibility what we can do is we can increase the rate uh the the amount of block rewards and the, the amount of research rewards so let's say this we had we did this over the course of a year right and so we said we're going to take one, all 100 million forget about the foundation we're going to take all 100 million and we're going to uh get uh put it entirely into research rewards and into uh, block rewards so what does that mean? So that means instead of getting 10 grid coin every time you stake a block, you get 80 grid coin every time you stake a block. And for every, uh, I think you get um, four magnitude equals one GRC, right? So now four magnitude would equal eight GRC, right? That's what that would mean. And and that would be over the, if that that's, if we uh, spread it out over the course of a year and um and we could spread it out, by the way, over the course of a day or the course of 100 years. The, 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 time, um, the, t- the, the time we spread it out over is totally arbitrary. Um, and we can choose it how we like. Now, personally, I don't think it would be a good idea to spread it out over the course of a year because after a year, we would drop from like, you know, uh, we would drop to one eighth of what we had for a year. I don't think that it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. But just for, for simplicity, um, that's what it would look like. Uh, now it's also important to point out how would this affect uh, the average user, the average cruncher, and the average investor. So this is where it gets important uh, for the for for most of the people who are crunching on the network. What would happen? So um, basically, uh, if you're so e- assuming that everybody is taking 24/7 every and, and because otherwise it gets much too complicated. We're going to assume that everybody has their coins online 24 seven. And so everybody basically has a constant rate, uh, constant chance of um, staking. So basically you're going to get, uh, um, you're going to get your share of those coins back. Right. And so let's make it a bit simple. let let's suppose we t- took all that 100 million and we put it all into block rewards and none of it into research rewards. Ignoring the preferential attachment that happens because the richer you are, the more likely you are to stake, ignoring that effect for a second, you would basically, after that year, recover uh, all of the grid coin that you gave up. All that 25%, you would recover it through your your, uh, staking rewards. Now, we, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's 75% research rewards and then 25% staking rewards. Um, If I'm wrong, someone just, type it in chat or just say something, but I think that's what it is. So that 25%, uh, uh, staking rewards, you would recover that just by staking. Now for the research rewards, it's a bit different. The way it would work with research rewards is you would get, um, a, your, basically your share of the overall magnitude. Um, would determine uh, how much you're going to get back of that 100 million grid coin. So for simplicity, um, let's say we have currently the magnitude spread out total in a day is 115,000. Let's say it's 120,000 for simplicity. And let's say you have 10,000 grid coin. So 10,000 grid coin is going to be 1 over 140,000th 140, 140, of all the grid coin that's on the network. Right? Jim, uh, you're flashing, do you want to say something? Sorry. Um, so um, you have 140,000th of everything on the network. So 140,000th, uh, of oh, sorry, of the, of the, of the, you have 140,000th of the, um, of the grid coin that's on the network, right? Now, 140,000th of the magnitude is three magnitude, right? Because we have 120,000, like again, ignoring 115, which is the actual number. We have 120,000. Uh, 140,000th of that is three magnitude. So if you have 10,000 coins, right, you lose, you, you basically, you, you're getting some seven point five thousand back. Blah blah blah. Um, if you have more than three magnitude, then you're going to get. You're you're going to come out on top of this process. In other words, you're going to benefit from this process. It will be effectively um, taking what was originally uh, t- taking mostly from uh, in in uh, people who have grid coin but don't have uh, computing power, and you will basically be getting it. Um, uh, and it will be so for 10,000 coins it will be three magnitude per day if you average that you'll get your money back that's breaking even if you have less than that you'll lose money if you have more than that you'll make money um, uh, if you have a hundred thousand good coins then it's 30 magnitude if you have a million good coin then it's 300 magnitude and we can uh, you know these numbers are variable um, uh, and they can be uh, they can be negotiated and shifted but basically, um, for the average user, uh, whether or not you will, in the long term, lose or gain depends on the current amount of coins you have and current on your magnitude. So, if your, so to put it simply, um, right, in very simple terms, if your share of the magnitude is greater than your share of all the good coin that's on the network, you would benefit, right? Remember, this is assuming we send nothing to the foundation, which is, by the way, is a perfectly reasonable choice. We could say we're going dis- to distribute it all to the crunchers and all to the stakers, and then they can basically uh, stake that, right? And, that, and and then it'll be voluntary still. Or we could say we're going to send some of the foundation and some of it we're just going to just increase the, uh, the research rewards and block rewards. But basically, long, long story short, I'm, I'm almost done, just one second. Um, if your share of the magnitude is greater than your share of the grid coin that's on the network, uh, then, uh, then you'll basically benefit from this process. Um, okay, so there's a lot of stuff in chat. Jibin, would you want to say
0: something? Yeah. So uh, Shark NATO, I'm still amazed that I call you Shark because that's not what your name is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> says that it sounds way too complicated, and it does sound way too complicated. But I don't think it is. Uh, chocolate just made it sound very complicated. So I'm gonna, because this is an interesting idea. It doesn't solve the uh, funding moving forward, but it could. So so there's two ways to think about this problem. One is, do we want to develop a mechanism that continuously funds development moving forward? Or do we want to push the kick the a can down the road and hope that we achieve a network effect in time enough where we don't need to develop a treasury system, uh, which would be the option A. So this is option B, don't develop a treasury system and really jumpstart development and, and search in, in, in some interesting ways so that we can fund development maybe for the next year or two Hoping that in that year or two, we develop some really cool stuff that will bring so many people into the network that the blockchain theory starts to take off where uh, people are incentivized to develop because it increases the value of their stake. Now, the essential thing that Chocolate just said is take uh, uh, yeah, a so portion. Should I say it
2: again? Also, Jim, uh, Jim just logged on. Um, Jim basically heard this proposal last week because I came up with it like on the spot. Um, so, uh, and I told, I didn't understand I, exactly the consequences of it. I'm just going to explain it real quick so we can hear it.
0: No, no. can I can I explain it? Because I'm going to explain it in about a quarter of the time it took you. No, but it's, it's
2: <laughs> it, it, one sentence explanation. If your magnitude, uh, if your share of the magnitude is greater than your share of the grid coin that's on the network, then you will benefit from this process. That right. It, so uh,
0: the process is um, the take a portion of the GRC circulation and create a rewards program out of it. So the rewards is, what that means, what a reward program is, is it's a program run by a couple people or an entity that runs out of money eventually. So Empire Builder brings it up. Part of the reason um, they brought something up in the chat before that I don't remember is the fact that what Chocolate is proposing here has no proposal to continue to replenish the wallet. But what it does is it boosts it Uh, significantly and we can do some other interesting stuff with it. uh, With the rewards program, like you said, we could reward uh, crunchers. We could give it, it using his numbers. If we take 100 million GRC out of circulation and through this rewards program, only give it to crunchers, what we will be doing is taking money from balance holders who do not crunch, and giving it to people who do crunch. So rebalancing the network, giving the network more staking balances, uh, really strengthening the network, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but if the reward program fails to uh, develop true um, products of value over however many years it funds development, at the end of the day, we're going to be right back where we are right now, which is how do we fund development? So this is a gamble on getting the numbers right so that we can fund really cool stuff that will create the network effect, that will implement blockchain theory. Um, but Th- that's it. That's it. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. It doesn't uh, continue to fund uh, development down the road. Robotic Mind has brought up pools. Uh, it, that could all be worked yeah. in. Uh, that's a, a tech, that's a, a detail that uh, can definitely be dealt with. It's not a principle level question. Um, funding does not, Sharknado says funding ultimately means dumping GRC for fiat. Uh, that is not necessarily true. Uh, I get paid from library. And I don't dump any of it. So there's, um, it depends on who you're paying. If someone's actually working for blockchain and has no other job, then maybe they might dump it. For most people who work for blockchain also have other jobs, unless they're working for like Bitcoin, at which point Bitcoin is Bitcoin. So, <laughs> right. Uh,
2: um, so, just to answer Robotic Mind's question real quick so, regarding uh, pool users. Correct me if I'm wrong. The pool. What does the pool? What do the pools do with uh, the stake? With their stake, do they? Do they? Redistrib- do they give that to the users proportionally? How does that work? Per-
0: yes, they distribute it to the crunchers proportionally.
2: Okay, then in that case, uh, robotic mind, it would basically it would be the same. Roughly, it would basically be the same thing for solo crunchers and pool crunchers because if because if we're increasing the research rewards, um, and we're increasing the staking rewards, so it it, it would. Yeah, it would, it would basically function exactly how it is now, but we're just increasing the overall rewards. Um,
3: yeah. Can you guys give me the Reader's Digest version since I joined very late?
2: Yeah. So basically, um, 20. So, my one proposal for fixing that initial wealth distribution problem and funding development, I suggested. So, let's make the number simple. We have 400 million grid coin instead of 440, and 120,000 magnitude instead of 115. So, we take 20. So, we basically do a, a fork like we did originally from the, uh, in the initial year where the 340 million was minted uh, and you send your grid coin to some address, you get 75% of it back. Um, and then uh, that's the fork. And now everybody has 75% of what they had before that other 25%. So that 100 million is used to um, increase research rewards and staking rewards and potentially send stuff to the foundation as well.
0: Um, Crazy rewards program. I can think of a thousand other ways to use that uh, GRC as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's a
2: ton of things you, we can do about it. i create
0: I'm, a rewards program though. Yeah.
2: I, I was focusing on just like, I was thinking about it. I was focusing on how would this affect the average cruncher and the long story short, assuming all of the grid coin is then sent back into research and staking rewards, how it would, what it would do is if your share of the magnitude is greater than your share of the coin that's on the network, um, then you would benefit. Otherwise you would lose. So if you have 10,000 grid coin, uh, if you have three magnitude you're breaking even if you have more than three magnitude you're you'll benefit if you have less than three magnitude you'll lose um other way I'm ag- ignoring all the complicated you know factors but like this is roughly speaking but it's basically true uh so if if you have a hundred thousand grid coin then you need 30 magnitude to break even if you have a million grid coin you need 300 magnitude to break even and those numbers are adjustable if we want but that's basically the long story
0: and you would also you also have to take into consideration the number of GRC that does not claim. So what this will also do is, um, oh, what do they call it on Discord? I think it's a purge when you get rid of inactive users, essentially. Uh, prune when you prune users. Thank you, uh, robotic mind. Uh, so any, it, it will be exactly the same thing as happened in 2014. So my, I think this is actually a very interesting idea, and I have, uh, I, my instinct right off the beginning is to agree with it. Uh, the issue I have right off the beginning right off the start is that it is doing something that should never have been done in the first place, which is how we switched from proof of work to proof of stake. That is a, uh, if you do that too many times, your network cannot be trusted, right? It, it, it's, but we're still tiny. So like, it, it makes sense that we do this now when, if we do it, that we do it now before we become like a large network with a bunch of independent players, instead of just like a tight network of blank crunchers uh, and, and crypto enthusiasts um but you can't do this many times if any
2: (laughs) so i completely agree with you um it's like like this is not a perfect solution and i can i can come up with a few other problems with it and that's i agree with you that's the main one um
3: there's no guarantee that the that the fork you're creating is going to win out at the end of the day
1: that's true yeah we also have a pruning mechanism with the beacons how they're newly implemented so
3: no
0: no no no, no, different pruning pruning pruning, oh uh, i know it's
1: different pruning but it is a pruning method
0: no different different it, it prunes balance it prunes grc not people
3: the problem is the whales that don't participate in this if they decide not to upgrade and they keep their and they put all their wallets online is they'll control i mean their are well, four rules we can create a fork but it won't be the one that's on the exchanges to, to I, be would, clear, would
2: I wanted to be clear i i, I had the like pr- like underlying assumption that this would be voted on and have a majority vote um uh, and so I would only advocate this if the community agreed on it. Uh, if that's the case yeah. and the whales don't come along, that would be better for the rest of us.
0: Yeah, I would follow Jim and Sai wherever they go. Like, I, d- I don't care what the whales do, to be honest. Uh, the people who created the coin and decided to include the whales in their new fork, uh, which is the new Gridcoin post-Fern, I, uh, I wanna do what they do. I don't care what um let's call him Papa D does. Uh, like it's, a very,
3: it's a very interesting idea it really is um, solves a lot of problems creates some too we have to figure out I, I think this is one
1: of those things that takes 10 minutes to fully explain um, but can be done in a in a simple diagram in like MS Paint in like a minute and a half um, so I yeah I I know it's, it's a couple of people were asking about it in the chat um, and I know a couple other people online right now are probably thinking the same thing which is um, if this can be diagrammed really quick uh that would probably solve a lot of questions with it because it, it's hard to follow that many little tiny nuances as you're describing it for that long. But again, a diagram would be pretty simple.
0: <laughs> sure, dude, I, I paint
2: myself I a happy
1: little mountain somewhere. So
0: Absolutely. I,
2: it, yeah, yeah say, I, I came up with this like a week ago, and uh, I'm like, uh, as I, I can flesh it out and then I can definitely write something up and I can attempt to make a graphic. I am not the best... Uh, most artistically oriented person, though, but I, I can try to do something. But for sure, I mean, I wasn't just, like, saying, like, uh, obviously, if this is ever going to be done, it needs to be pro- needs to be thoroughly explained, exactly what happens needs to be proposed, needs to vote on it, blah, blah, blah. So uh, d- to be sure, everyone will understand exactly how everything works.
1: Well, yeah, and uh, once it's down on paper, even in just diagram form, it means that other people can pick it up and modify it and offer their critiques to it. So nobody can really critique something that's been... I don't... I don't want to say half-explained like it's an insult. It's just given your time frame, you, know, you have five minutes, ten minutes to explain a really complex idea and really big movement uh, in, in a couple minutes. So uh, something that's wasn't given enough time to really be fully explained out to a group of people, it, a diagram someone can pick up and actually ask questions and flush it out and modify. So if, if the community wants to vote on it before any voting has to happen, then it needs to probably go through probably a minimum of three full months' worth of community evaluation, discussion, back yeah, and forth
3: let me, let me pose a, let me pose something else that uh that that uh you should consider if we're really going to propose doing this sh- shouldn't we produce a poll that gives that basically asks the community to, to ask the whales to basically pay a quarter of their holdings into effectively a fund which does very similar to the same thing without the without the without the ridiculous aspect of the fork and everything else in other yeah, words and, if, uh, just, if, sorry if, just it's a two-step thing it's and, and yes it is a bit of a threat it's it's basically look you can do this voluntarily and do what you should have done before which is to re- be responsible and fund the the development of the coin or else we're gonna we're we're gonna take the choice away from you right so, so, so
1: you, you just know. want to throw out there um sorry i didn't mean to catch up to it, but just throwing out because i know there are some new people on this just as a reminder so so Polls are in the blockchain, and it's how we keep track of certain things. Or it, it, it's it's we we can keep track of it. We can uh, see like how things were voted, when they were voted, and all that fun stuff. But um just for the most part, just a reminder: polls are polls are voluntary. You can create them. Anyone can create them, and they're not binding in any way. So just just as a reminder to everyone, it would be a request. It's something that we like to give uh, for community decisions. It's something we like to use to make sure that we're making the right decision and that to prove to point to when we make a decision. If you're asking any specific user to, to do anything of that, just to be very clear, it's not the community voting on, yes, this is going to happen. It, it would be a poll to designed to say, please, we all agree this should happen. Not, not actually enforceable in any way. So just, just a clarification. Yeah. It's also,
2: another clarification, you need at least 100,000 good to make a poll, not just anyone can a poll. Well,
0: going to make sure we don't go down this rabbit 000. hole. We're going to we're going to stick back. So the, uh, uh, I, I think it? we could ask whales first. Uh, I think we could just do it first, and whales will vote with their stake. Because um, at the end of the day, I think it's it's it doesn't matter what they do. It mm-hmm. would be great to have them on the new network if we do this and make a different. It's essentially forking the coin, and I think forking the coin is problematic. It is one of the worst solutions. <laughs> but this is a very creative way to do it. Uh, and you
3: know, I, I just I'm just what I'm saying is if you offer them, if you sort of get a, give them a community sanctioned ultimatum, which is not enforceable, the only enforceable way consequences that we fork the coin is if they don't if they don't agree. The, the key is if they did agree, then you don't have to go through the whole drudgery of actually forking it. Right. Yeah.
2: Uh, I should also point out. So one of the uh, issues with the that um, tactic is that, uh, from a game theoretic perspective, it only really works if, uh, all the whales do. And by the way, from what I understand, I, I, I heard someone mention last week, it's the two biggest that we know. And then I think they said like four others, we're talking about like a half a dozen people roughly. Um, I don't know the exact number, but like basically all of them have to do, cause they, they're, cause they're, they're only going to do it if the other ones do it. And then they're going to be looking at each other and say, uh, you know, well, I'm, you know, that person might be hiding this or that there. I mean, it's like from a game theoretic perspective, I mean, that like they, they'll, they might very well look at each other and say, you know, I'm only going to do it if you do it. But then how, how do they confirm that the other one's going to do it? Probably? Yeah,
0: I think the, the only way to, to, yes, we could say we're going to do it, but I don't think you can ask them to do it because of what Chocolate's saying. You can't, why would I as well do, volunteer to do something if I can't confirm the other whales are doing the same thing? So <laughs> if you force me to do it, I will probably fork with the coin uh because at oh look the community made me do what i should have done <laughs> but uh the the yeah, yeah.
2: That, that's it jim you're not wait can i can anyone else hear him i don't hear anything no wait. he was typing yeah sorry
1: no uh, but uh yeah and I, I and this is a bit of a rabbit hole so i'll just i'll make this slight comment so that so that Jay Ringo can stop my hand and say no we're not talking about that but really quick is technically if we fork right that uh, if we fork that hard Right You could always technically use that opportunity to also rebrand, especially if a bunch of people are not going over to the to the new to the new fork and you're right the one that's on the uh, you know the one that's on the one that's on the marketplace and everything, but technically you know you could you could actually use that opportunity to rebrand um, so
2: um, to, by the way, um, I do think that like if, if it's explained well and I'll have to make sure to do that and hopefully I'll have help if I don't do a good job. Um, the reality is that the overwhelming I in factually i think everyone would benefit from this including the whales but uh everyone most, would benefit so like yeah even if the whales don't come along like all the crunchers everyone else would benefit from this uh the the more money we have for development uh the the higher the value of the coin is going to be and outreach and so on as well.
0: well i So, this is let me give you some examples of what I would use that amount of GRC for and what I think we should use the foundation fund for also. So, I think uh, even if we don't do what you're proposing, Chocolate, I think we should drain the foundation fund. Uh, I think a majority of it should go to Jim and Sai. I think a portion of it should be used to set up a nonprofit. And I think a portion of it should be used to create a surge in crunching rewards. What that would do. Oh, I forgot one. And also a portion of it should be used to uh, reward retroactive crunchers. Uh, So I don't know if that's the right word, but here's what it means. Uh, We would use a large amount of GRC to reward people who have been crunching for uh, like many, many years and would be based on time. If you have an active account for like 10 years, you get a shit ton of GRC uh, and you're coming in from the uh, Boink network, you get GRC. So that brings more heavy Boinkers into our network. Uh, The other that's retroactive re- rewards. Uh, the other portion of GRC would be used to increase rewards given to crunchers. So what that would be doing is, and you described this a little bit, taking money from people who only hold GRC and giving it to people who crunch GRC. Whether they're the same people or not, doesn't matter. But if you crunch sorry, crunch boink. If you do scientific research with your computer, you're gonna get more rewards for a year or two years or three years, whatever. You can also program that into the inflation rate if we decide not to go this route. Uh, But so there are other ways to do that, but I think we should do that. Uh, The other part is, uh, I forgot it already, but there were four. (laughs) So those two things at least, would be, we, we could use uh, a large portion of GRC for, oh, building a nonprofit. If we have a nonprofit, uh, we can um, do some pretty cool stuff. I talked a little bit about it in the beginning. We can get grants, we can uh, ask for funding from people and they can, it's tax deductible funding at that point. Instead of just randomly giving it to this uh, serious cryptocurrency address, you're giving it to an entity. And that is is more people are more comfortable donating to entities than they are to a random cryptocurrency address. Uh, We can also do events under the name and do a bunch of other stuff. Uh, And then development fund, uh, we would just giving a bunch to a development fund, which can be accessed by any independent developer through some means of proposal review uh, and, and release would also be awesome. So having a large amount of GRC to do that would be even better. Doing it with the 30 million we have in the foundation wallet right now is also completely doable. Um, so again, Chuck, I think I would love to hear what your thoughts are on the problems of what you're proposing, because the only real, uh, technical problem I think I can think of is, um, the fact that it doesn't provide, uh, funding for development once the rewards pool runs out.
2: Um, right. So there's a, um, all right. So here, one issue is that, um, if we don't, uh, if we don't give a hundred percent of the the, the coins to uh, research rewards and uh, staking rewards, then that math is off. And basically, the less coins that go to research rewards and staking rewards, and the more that goes to the foundation and other stuff, um, the less uh, crunchers will get in the long term, the less they'll be able to recover that. That being said, I should really point out. The the price of the coin is super arbitrary, so I like I I really think it's a bad idea to be thinking about this. You know, I have ten thousand or hundred thousand or a million, and if I lose twenty five percent, need to get it back. That's kind of pointless because it, what really matters is how much each coin is worth, um, uh, not how many coins you have. Uh, so well, I completely disagree. Um, really? Yeah. All
0: that matters one one GRC is one GRC, dude.
2: Not well. If one GRC is worth uh, you know uh one satoshi if you have a thousand grc's worth of one satoshi versus 500 grc's worth um a uh, thousand satoshis you're gonna have a lot more uh right i mean it's it's the it's the exchange rate that matters right i mean that that, nope. that is very important
0: one um, doge is one doge will always be one doge
2: i think that it, i think that makes absolutely no sense um but anyways regard uh jim do you want to say something
3: nope yep. i'm
2: listening oh, okay i saw i saw your thing go i like going off um, okay, so um, uh, so that's one that's one uh, issue that basically people you're less likely. If, the more we send to the foundation and other places, the less likely you are to like recover the exact amount that you had before the uh, the fork. Basically, that's one issue. Another issue with it is yes, the long term funding. Now, I have floated in my head the idea of like some kind of automatic ongoing uh, process of the same sort um that would uh not require forks and just be an ongoing process but that requires a, a lot more like complicated mathematics because you don't want to just like You're first of all, you don't want to screw investors basically like people who don't have enough uh um coins to have a serious magnitude that's kind of like i just like for a lot of reasons i think we can all agree on that that's just a bad idea we don't want that um and so you basically want to have you want to asymptotically limit Um, how much, you know, how this process works. And that requires a lot of more subtle math. Um, Although you're totally right, it doesn't provide for that, but I am more than happy and I'm extremely interested in researching how we can actually devise uh, devise a mechanism um, that, uh, that would allow for an ongoing process of this sort that would allow for continuous funding. Well, that would be a treasury
0: system as described before.
2: Um, yes, but you. I mean, how do you? I mean, yeah, but like, uh, how are you? Like, who's giving? Who's receiving? Etc. You know.
0: Right. So, uh, one of the questions is, why are you a cryptocurrency then? And I think he's talking about the idea of forking to play with economics. That is why we're a cryptocurrency. That is the whole point of this f- experiment: is to find ways to develop currencies that function in different ways. And to assume that every cryptocurrency is Bitcoin is. Um, self-defeating. So there are thousands of cryptocurrencies out there, all of them trying a different thing. Uh, and there are dozens that continuously change their economic system. There are several that just like, on a whim, there's a couple people that decide to do something and do it. Um, so it, it's I think it's very important not to get caught in the hole that ends up killing you, uh, which is never change. So be I think it's important to be flexible, I guess. That's another way to say it. Um, Currencies are used to derive values and settle debts. Yes, 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 yes. But young, this is a young space. So when we we're talking about the exchange rate and all that, it's a very young space. You can't really talk about it yet. Not until PayPal develops their freaking multi-currency tool, or until a multi-currency economy develops fully. Uh, so otherwise, I think, chocolate. I think you've stumbled upon a, a pretty interesting idea. Yeah. Basically, do what we did in two thousand thirteen or two thousand fourteen again.
2: Yeah, ba- basically. Um, it again, it does not solve the problem at all. And I should also point out 25%. We should point out the biggest whale had over 55, had like 55 million grid coins. So if we take 25% of that, we're talking about, uh, you know, over 12 and a half million grid coin that would be taken. This person would still have like, well over, you know, um, don't worry about them. Don't worry about that. No, we still have well over like 40 million grid coin. I should just point out like that, like, I know that's what I'm saying that, oh, that's another problem that I personally have with it. it hasn't fixed that problem. These people still have like, they might still have control over the network, uh, depending on like what, what's been going on with the currency since, which is basically, um, impossible to tell. But yeah, another issue I like fund on a, on a fundamental principle basis. You know we all understand what a 51 percent attack is i mean on, on principle i i oppose like people who were here in the first year having you know effective control over the over the over the coin
0: there is a reason for that to exist and you can't have uh people you can't have new users be able to assume control so it is important when you started a coin that you maintain 51 percent, so you could continue to do it because it would be understood that you are tr- you are the progenitor of the coin. You're the one trying to make sure it doesn't get 51% attacked. So that's why people hold that much in the beginning. At this point, it's time to move forward and create a network effect, right? So if we have a large reward pool where we can create thousands of more staking wallets, that does what you're saying uh, would be good, which is decentralize the network, reduce the the um, chance of a 51% attack. I think that's a good idea. To be honest. I mean, yeah. Like, I like again. I
2: came up with it a week ago. I mean, I could definitely use some refinement. Um, and Absolutely.
0: I mean, the math needs to be worked out. It needs to be described. Uh, but the, the principle is pretty sound.
2: Yeah. I mean, I can like, and again, like, we can. I can do the math. Like, okay, if we send this much to some, if we send this much to the foundation, or if we, if this much does not go to, because I think a lot of people will be concerned with. um, uh, how much are they, especially like regular crunchers and so on, like how how much of what they give up will they be able to recover purely from um, staking and from research? I think a lot of people will be wondering that uh, and and concerned about that. So basically one of the major questions to ask is if if we send X percent to not research and staking rewards, then how much will people, you know how much magnitude, do you have to have to recover what you, basically what you what, what you gave up? Um, I don't, that's a major question. I think, but yeah, we're
0: sorry. too. I think we're too young to worry about. that. We have to figure out what is going to make this coin develop into a mature coin. Like, and having funds to pay developers is going to do that. Uh, and and by doing that, we'll get more crunchers. Current crunchers, yeah, might uh, be concerned a little bit about profit or what uh, whatnot. But Gridcoin, as it stands, is not profitable uh the uh oh, by the, the way, sorry. are, are blinkers anyway
2: sorry to anyway. interrupt you one massive benefit of this is that it it might not make Gridcoin profitable but i forget how how much grid coin had to be worth to make it profitable it might not be like it'll definitely bring people closer to breaking even which is pretty big um that's pretty big uh, if we increase the 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 how much if we increase the research, the research rewards, uh, and by the way, remember we won't we won't really be increasing infl. I mean technically because we we'd only have you know three hundred million or three hundred thirty million left, and then you know we're winning blah blah blah. But basically we won't like in in the end we won't have much more Bitcoin than we have right now. So like it's not going to be increasing inflation insanely, but it will definitely um, increase the research rewards and make it uh, easier to break even. Also one thing I forgot to mention earlier when I said that. Um, it doesn't matter how much bitcoin you have that it only matters what the what it's worth in, in an exchange rate um that's uh, a lot more true in the situation we're in right now than it is um in the situation where uh where like we're actually where we're more like Bitcoin or ethereum or something like that um i should have i should have been a bit more clear with that like right now the prices of, of the coin is practically irrelevant um and focusing on it is i think um short-sighted
0: what I said. I think I don't
3: don't understand. Not not quite. You know, developers, it's, it's a funny issue, right? You're creating, you guys are talking about funding developers, but at the end of the day, while we're young, developers have to, you know, some developers need money that actually can be spent in the real world. And so the challenge that we have early on is that some developers that may want to contribute to the coin need to exchange the coin for fiat to live. And so you know, you talk about the exchange rate not mattering at the beginning. It actually does. Okay. I, I really don't.
0: To, no, we're not going to get any doing. developer who doesn't believe in the coin at this point. So any developer who believes in the coin is going to want to hold on to the coin, and I'm I'm saying this with a fair amount of confidence because there's just not enough liquidity to actually do a significant amount of development and be able to cash out. So well, any be, developer who looks into that is going to see that almost immediately.
3: That's be true. like, that's true right now.
0: Yeah. So it, any developer who comes into this network to develop is going to come out of belief and the coupled with the fact that they're going to get a, a good amount of GRC to hold on to with the, and this is where the blockchain theory comes in, where they're going to be able to increase the value of what they hold on to and develop this coin into maturity, where they'll be able to sell and make money. It's more of an investment development than anything, just because they can't sell their grid coin well, if they want. Yeah, yeah. And
3: now, and now we're back full circle because I don't understand why. I don't understand why the whales are just sitting around doing nothing with their with their horde, because nothing is exactly that, right? And you, you know are 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 they just thinking that you know if they sit around that other people are basically going to do it all for them, and then they'll be able to you know scrape off the top. Of the efforts of everybody else. By the way, that ain't going to work. Okay, there's not enough. I mean, there, there's not going to be another two angels that come along like like Sisai and me to fix this place, and are willing to put you know thousands of hours in with with basically n- you know no not necessarily anything at the other end of this thing, which is what we did. It, if the whales think that there's going to be another white knight that comes in to take this thing to the next level, they're crazy. It ain't happened.
0: Right. So well, if we take a, a lot of money essentially a lot of GRC and and if it's a hundred million, that's a lot. And let's say we give it all to a development fund and we go out to blockchain devs and said, here's this coin with a community that has persisted through uh, four, five, four years of four, five, six years of really bad code uh, and continues to exist now has really good code, uh, has interesting ideas and an interesting infrastructure on which it's built. If you come in, you're going to get a lot of these starter coins essentially. Uh, and if you provide the mel- developments that bring the coin into maturity, uh, you're going to do very well, that sort of thing. Uh, um, I, think I think that would uh, be attractive to a good number
3: of people.
2: Um, one, one other thing, of- I say oh, sorry, I have, go
3: ahead. A very good question there is Is it possible for a future dev to work, but not really contribute anything, but still make money? Is there a process to remove devs if they don't contribute? So, a, a few things here. Um, you know right now we have a we have a scheme where we pay developers by the hour in dollar- you know g r c equivalent to a dollar in reality we need to move to a model that basically evaluates dev contributions based directly on what they commit and is accepted in the repository right so so the answer to the contribution question comes down to okay well, how much code did you write and did it get accepted so all the you know right now you know uh if you guys notice, all of our code is peer reviewed, right? When I write code, I wait on SciSci to look at it. When SciSci writes, D- Dibs, you know, when DIV72 writes code, I look at it or SciSci looks at it. We're doing the best we can with the small group of people that w- we're maintaining the discipline of peer review over the code to make sure that it is of sufficient quality to, to merit acceptance into the, into the code base. And that's the answer about when people get paid, okay? developers can write as much shit as they want the bottom line is if it doesn't get accepted into the into the uh repository they're not gonna get paid for it that's the way it will work in the future that's the way i want it to work that's the way it should work and 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 effectively you know that form of review you know when you have more resources gets a bit more sophisticated but you know I don't think we, in reality we're going to have a situation if we do this right where, you know, developers get paid lots of GRC and then, you know, there's nothing to show for it. I don't know if anybody else has any comments on that, but that's... that's. Um,
2: there was... Um, so first, yes, I agree with you, Jim, on that. Uh, one thing I did want to know about what you just said is it's also not about how much, how much code did you write. It's also about the... Qual- I would say, like, it can take a lot longer to write five lines of code than it takes to write 1,000 lines of code, depending on how much, you know work went into the, you know, I mean, five lines of code can do the work of a thousand lines of code. Also, like if the problem is very complicated and you're, you're like, it takes a lot of algorithm design time to come up with five lines of code. It's not, it's not only about like how much code did you write.
3: Um, considerations, right. I had an interesting, rather terse conversation with somebody over on telegram where they came along and said, well, you know, you guys spent thousands of hours on it, you know, do you, would you recommend an expert to, I've seen experts write Uh, do coins in 300 hours i said yeah it's probably a shit coin where they copied all the code over from one of these other and just forked it i said it's easy to create a coin fork and it's also easy to take code from bitcoin and if you don't have another coin you're trying to compatibility with and create a new coin out of it right all you have to do is change the some icons change a few parameters and voila create a new network right so it's you know it's another thing to write totally new code with new concepts, right? And 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 implement stuff. And so there's a you know it. it that's why peer review has to be done. And and by the way, that's also why we we need to get towards a uh, bounty-like approach for contribution of code, right? Like the the art. We we have uh, a roadmap which says here are the following things that we want to do, and you know there's some major things that we want to do, and we have to essentially rough out the size of those things, and then decide. Get a notion of what we're going to pay people, and then, and then, you know, when they accomplish those things, they get paid, right? And right. it doesn't have anything to do with how many lines of code they wrote per se, or how many commits. It has to do with the scope of functionality.
2: Um, one uh, related to that, one thing I really that is related to this topic, but totally different from everything else we just mentioned. One thing I really wanted to mention was that one possible way of funding is participatory budgeting. Um, so participatory budgeting has a really interesting history. It started out, I think the first instance was in some like very, very, very poor community in Brazil. Basically, how participatory budgeting works is um, a portion of the tax revenue is able to be voted on democratically, 100% de- direct, direct democratically. Um, and so we could have a sort of system... Uh, for for uh, treasury funding, where people do have to they they have to give something up, but they're able to vote on they're they're able to choose where that money goes from a list of approved things. right? So I want to see this bug fixed. I want to see this feature added, so on and so forth. or I want to see this outreach done. I want to see, you know, this something published there, whatever. Uh, people, they might have they might have to give something up, but they can decide exactly where it goes out of a list of like approved things. That might be another way to to fund this kind of stuff.
0: So that's the treasury system, and we'll be wrapping up shortly here. Uh, but that's the treasury system that we've been describing for a while now, uh, under the uh, the yep. concept that once um, a product reaches a breaking point for someone, where enough GRC staked behind it. Uh, then someone will perform that action to get that GRC. So it's kind of a free market idea. It, it brings free market concepts into development. It requires people to surrender GRC when they stake it. Uh, and and um, that's essentially a tax system. But as also uh, I highlighted last week, it's a completely different concept because we're living in a completely different economical reality, a reality of economics with cryptocurrency and blockchains mm-hmm. than we are with fiat and uh Nonsense. Fiat literally means arbitrary decisions. So, cryptocurrency means decisions made by code and cryptography. So, or and secured by cryptography. So, they're very different realms. There's the, the same word for now, tax. But uh, so, if you get 10 GRC rewards, you would surrender one of it and it, you would choose where it goes. And you, there's a lot of interesting stuff you can do with that. Uh, someone mentioned uh, after last week's episode. Well, what if we just raise the inflation rate from 10 GRC, or the black reward from 10 GRC to one GRC, and then have that person surrender that GRC? Uh, We could do that. Um, What the goal here is with a treasury system is to build a dynamic system. So with a dynamic system, you can do a lot of stuff and you can put it into code. And when you put it into code, when reality expresses one context, the economics will shift to adapt to that context so that the protocol will be incentivizing the right stuff at the right time. So for example, let's say uh, all of a sudden there's a huge drop in the number of crunchers on mm-hmm. uh, in the network, crunching whitelisted Boing projects. The protocol senses that and starts redirecting rewards towards crunching. So it starts incentivizing people to crunch more. Uh, let's say there's a lull in development The protocol senses that, detects that, and redirects some of the taxes back into a development fund uh, to these bounties to incentivize people to develop stuff. There's a lot you can do with that dynamic system and put it into code so that no one's overseeing it, so that it's overseen by the commons and not uh, um, a a group of wealthy dudes in a room with plush velvet rubbing up on their asses, right? So it's the treasury system, I think, is a very... Uh, good, <laughs> reasonable, uh, long-term solution. I think with chocolate, and we didn't really get to talk about it that much, uh, but uh, from my understanding, it's easy to implement. It's, it's not easy. It's straightforward to implement because it would just utilize the side, side staking mechanism that I described at the beginning of the episode. Uh, but chocolate solution would be a... Sorry, one more thing before we get to chocolate solution. This mechanism would also redistribute funds from whales to crunchers because the the people that stake the most are the whales and if if we only tax block rewards then what you're doing is taking rewards from cruncher or from stakers and giving it to things that add value to the entire network so you're not giving it directly to crunchers you're giving it to the network and that increases the value of everyone's holdings but that value added comes from the the funding of stakers of wealthy Uh, of large balance holders. So it does do both things, long-term solution and rebalance. It takes much longer to rebalance the network than chocolate solution, which would be a good patch essentially. And it's a gamble, like I was saying, because either chocolate solution um, creates a value-added effect, a network effect uh, before the reward wallet runs out, or it doesn't. And if it doesn't, then we're faced with the same problem again in two years, or however long we decide to make the reward uh, pool less. Uh, but it is an interesting concept because of the pruning that would occur. And since we're a very uh, small network that has seen people come and go, the pruning might be a good thing because we'd get an idea of how many coins are actually not in circulation. Essentially, we'd restart only with active, actively circulating corin- coins of people who are actively paying attention after the fern update. That might be a pretty good thing uh, instead of really having no idea how many coins are lost or anything like that. Uh, and it would also rebalance almost immediately. It would it would be very uh, 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 just immediate rebalancing effect, really. Uh, so if the two could be coupled, I think that's a good solution that would last many, many, many years. Um, but if we do uh, the chocolate solution first, then we can push off a treasury system, sort of see what happens with the understanding that maybe after a year. And if the problem is not solved after a year, we might want to start developing a treasury system. So we're ready to go right when that rewards program runs out. Um, that might be the way to go. Um, otherwise, I, I really don't know. If you have any other ideas on how we should fund development, please please bring them into the community. Now is the time to start talking uh, and bringing them up. Uh, are there any closing thoughts here? I've got five minutes before I got to go to the bunk Radio. So please make them brief if you have
2: them. Uh, a few things I forgot to mention uh, earlier. So there's a lot of like, features of that mechanism I described that can be modified. We can, I mean, the amount of time we spread it out over, how we spread it over, it could be some kind of exponentially decaying curve that people, you know, the, we, we reward people who've been there for a long time, blah, blah. blah. There's a lot of modifiability in that mechanism. And, you know, I'm, you know, and I think most other people would be very open to hearing any sorts of suggestions for that. Um, Another thing I wanted to uh, reference something that was specifically mentioned in chat which is that we basically uh make the block rewards uh 10 plus one and a uh, 10 grc plus one and that one is basically automatically side stick to the to the foundation or something fyi so we have 14 million good minted a the year 25 percent of that is uh is our block rewards. so that's what is it uh three uh three point some three and a half million right that's uh made into um Block rewards and then 1%. If we uh, basically ha- add one, we have one minute. We're, if, yeah, so if we add 1% of that, we're talking about like, we're only talking about like 35, roughly, or you know, around 35,000 Bitcoin per year, which uh, uh, right now is about $350 at uh, one cent of Bitcoin. So that is not enough uh, to fund uh, FYI.
0: Right. So that would be advocating for a surge plus treasury system because you are right the treasury si- but again it doesn't matter the usd price seriously does not matter because you're only getting developers of faith at this point so we'll maybe talk about that a little bit more next week because i think that's a, a pretty important concept to um to cover if it, that's not understood yet so uh with that note i will see y'all next week i hope friday three thirty p.m eastern here on the Gridcoin discord server Uh, But we will be continuing this discussion and maybe after, you know what, let's just freaking continue this discussion till the end of the year. And next year, we'll pick up with the science talk again, huh? Because one of the things that was a a side effect of developing a treasury system is with a treasury, you can fund literally anything. It doesn't need to be only development. With a treasury, you can fund science. And that is one of the really cool things that I think Gridcoin is positioned to do. Fund Boink projects, fund science development, create Gridcoin grants, which were written about four years ago at this point. So uh, join us next week, Friday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern on the Gridcoin Discord server. I hope to see you all then, or in the Boink Network Discord in five minutes. Bye!